Hello and welcome everyone. Uh, we are back after a long break. We are recording the second uh, season and this is our first episode. You can say that this is kind of a high from uh, us at the Fourth Seat Podcast to all of our uh, list, lovely listeners. Uh, joining all today, twenty of them. Sorry, all twenty of them. I said whatever the number may be. I don't care if you are listening to us. Uh, we care about you. Uh, so we unfortunately don't have Mayuk joining us today, but I have um, Adi with us today. Hi, Adi. How's it going? Hi, I'm all good. So I have recharged my batteries. I just came back from India a couple of weeks back. Quite oh. a long, lo- longest trip to India. Okay, and how? Uh, what What was your stay like? What did you do? And uh, uh, what was any observations that you have brought back with you? Yeah, so we had that uh, podcast on Mumbai monsoons just at the start of monsoon. Right. I thought I thought I'd escape monsoons this year. Hmm. Uh, little did I know that month of September would be as bad as July this year. Wow! It was just bucketing down, and uh, from what I hear from back home, even as late as the mid October, it's still raining there in Bombay. Yeah, I mean, um, I I read somewhere that that this was the longest retreat of the uh, lead, but most delayed retreat of the monsoon, uh, monsoon. in the past seventy years, I guess. Yeah, because from what I could see, like the first whole week of September, there was not a single day with in which we had a reprieve from the rains. It is that bad. The roads are non-existent. I think it is quite a quite a task to travel in Bombay in the month of September. So I did a fair bit of commute. Went back to using the local trains, and mm-hmm. uh, happy to report that none of my instincts have gone away. So okay, that that, that's good. that's good to know. Starting off on a somber note, I think that's a, a good thing to uh, hear about. But I mean, what, what else? Anything interesting that you did during your break? Did you read anything new? Did you watch anything new? Good, bad, ugly? Anything that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, I watched a lot of useless uh, bit of sport as usual. Okay. So including a lot of India, South Africa, I, including India, South Africa, and the fag fag, fag end of the India West Indies series. Okay. Sadly, even worse actually, oh, and uh, a few of the India's football World Cup qualifiers okay. over the past month. So that is how I have spent some time, and then I have been reading some books and stuff. But uh, yesterday, I just finished watching The Family Man on Amazon Prime. I mean, that is quite a decent show. I think that's a quite a gripping watch actually yeah Anyone I, hasn't watched I, it yet? I, I have heard a lot of people recommend that series to me and also uh for a large part uh, because of manoj pajpai's work there yeah has done some really excellent work in that show uh, and right. anything from your end yeah any pop I, culture I, recommendations I, yeah so i mean i i made a good use of this break obviously work was quite hectic so uh, that was one of a big reason uh, for me to stay away from this uh, and i'm uh, really happy that uh, we are able to kick start season 2 of our podcast uh, but uh, i took a small vacation to uh, the beautiful country of jordan and i would recommend a lot of our people to go there if they can you can keep it quite short uh, maybe a week tops to go there for a break it's lovely landscapes uh, a lot of roman ruins there good food very hospitable people and uh, uh, a very nice uh, uh, you know uh, tourism industry which is being set up there so would recommend a lot of people to go to jordan one country which i wanted to go to uh, uh, alongside jordan was egypt but unfortunately uh, their embassy here did not process my visa on time so i ended up cancelling that that leg of the trip so very unfortunate but it's something that i would make people aware of so that if you plan a trip to egypt make sure you have your tourist visas first because uh without that there's no way you can enter the country and you don't need any confirmed itinerary uh to get a visa so just be mindful of that guys don't make the same mistake as i did and i found their embassy uh, here in copenhagen quite lousy so 
not a very happy uh, camper here i should say but uh, that was my vacation uh, experience and then uh, i saw this movie joker because everyone was saying not akshay kumar's joker no just to clarify that that i was about to mention that in my ugly but then i will skip that part <laughs> but i saw the one with hoakin phoenix uh, you know there is an interesting story that was originally offered to govinda but he rejected <laughs> he rejected <laughs> he rejected it and after that it came to hoakin phoenix <laughs> and the mo- and the moment govinda rejects something you know it is good yeah exactly <laughs> so um was it justified the hype i would say partly no because uh walking phoenix performance is pretty solid very very uh, uh, good performance uh and then uh, the movie itself was quite good it was all right it's 2 hours so it's not very long but uh, was it as mind blowing as a christopher nolan film or the dark knight experience uh, i am not sure it's 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 too it gets over quite quickly for me to relish that uh, some more so it was a good watch it's definitely not something that i would not recommend people to watch but the bigger attraction here is a lot less the movie itself and the character of joker and a lot more uh, the performance of oakin phoenix so that's what i have been up to uh, during our break from season in between season 1 and season 2 athi it's also that it's also really hard to outdo what heath ledger did in christopher nolan that's batman. the thing that the, art, we, right? the that uh, uh, great guy you know may soul rest in peace he d- did such a phenomenal job that you find it difficult that someone can outdo it but how can phoenix does it uh yeah. i mean i don't know if many people would agree with me from a creative point and there is always this debate that you can have uh and if you have a viewpoint on it we would be happy to hear from you uh you could email us at uh the fourth seat podcast at gmail.com and uh, reach out to us on uh twitter at at fourth seat uh so we would love to hear from you but in my opinion i would say the acting is what uh, fascinated me and the Uh, i mean think about it uh, adi the sheer weight of expectation expectations on walking phoenix's shoulders saying that you know you got someone like heath ledger to beat and heath mm-hmm. ledger also had that kind of weight on his shoulders because you had uh, someone as great as jack nicholson who did that character so and walking phoenix has kind of beaten those greats so and when it comes to when it comes to bollywood the closest parallel is varun dhawan trying to outdo salman khan in judo too uh i think no i i disagree that i think that mantle goes to vivek obray for portraying kal in krish 2 or krish 3 Now, was oh. it krish yeah it was krish 3 because krish 3. i think that's, that's where he huh. made that claim right someone compared he was magneto to... right Oh yeah yeah he compared himself with Heath Ledger in Heath Joker. Ledger so yes. i think uh, that uh, he Joaquin Phoenix Phoenix is yet to beat <laughs> that benchmark beat that but anyone who hasn't watched Chris 3 all their villains are a mishmash of all uh, DC and Marvel it's DC meets Marvel is Chris 3 yeah and if you want to uh, wear a halloween's costume of uh, Carl uh, make sure that you have lot of aluminum foil at your home <laughs> and just before we move on to the next segment uh, do you have a word re- regarding like the kind of format that we are attempting this season absolutely like so i think this season we are trying to do something different and uh, uh, we will probably be breaking it up into a couple of segments uh, the themes would be uh, largely related to uh and not restricted of course uh current affairs uh, a trending topic and sport 
and uh, we'll also voice our opinions on each of these topics but it's going to be a mix of all three the hint of nostalgia would always be there because there would be a throwback to how it used to be back then but uh, this is the new format guys uh, we will be having a few guests in season two with us uh, some notable names and some names that uh, would provide only we of, know of we know of well but they would be providing some interesting perspectives uh, and shine kind of a different light on some topics that we are used to from a conventional point of view so uh, this is what we feel would be a, a kind of a shift in terms of a format for season two and uh, we're always grateful uh, and we welcome any feedback so as i said uh, we will be sharing our uh, uh, podcast uh, twitter handle and uh, email address with you routinely so do share your and, feedback with us and going and looking ahead to this season we'd like a lot more uh, listener participation just write into us telling us what you want us to review is there any any pop culture stuff that you want us to review any topics can... yeah absolutely absolutely i think that's a fantastic idea the and we are very open to that as well we uh, did get a lot of inspirations from uh, quite a few listeners of ours because of whom we have done uh, some specific episodes but this time around given that we are covering a more uh, broader variety of topics uh, let's uh, we, we would love to hear from you guys so please write in to us with your suggestions in terms of topics and uh we will uh, host that on our episode so uh, if, if it's okay with you ati uh, can we take a break now and move on yeah. to our next uh, segment okay so we are back with the second segment of uh, this first episode of the second season of the fourth seat podcast wow quite a long uh, introduction there but uh, the theme for this segment guys is diwali and the recent set of festivities that we had uh, adi you were there in india during the festive season what was your experience like because we had ganesh chaturthi then we had uh, navratri and then now we are looking forward to diwali which is next week so uh, what's your experience like and uh, how did you celebrate the big festive season before this and how what are your plans for diwali so i was there for the end of ganesh chaturthi somewhere around the ganesh visarjan okay. and for obviously the navratri festivities with the golu in it, at home right right so that you is have, something do you so you host uh, golu at home we we traditionally used to but with this year with us traveling and so on we couldn't okay okay we, and also uh, traditionally we have been okay. all these years and, and i have just, been just quite for the, the the sake of uh, uh, more context could you just explain to uh, our listeners what golu means golu is like the navratri equivalent of like a christmas tree essentially mm-hmm. where you have a lot of these you have like five stairs and odd on each of stairs the, odd number of stairs and on each of those you have all sorts of idols you could have toys and so on figurines so yeah it, it's figurines and even things like uh, miniature idols of uh, anything that you can think of essentially you you can be very creative with it and each family has their own way of expressing what they want to for that so it's basically uh, you can have like a miniature toy train if you want to like rail tracks you have can have a forest and uh, of course on top of all the uh, religious symbolic idols that you have yeah and and i think it it it's i was reading more about it and i found it to be a, quite a fascinating uh, way of going about uh, these rituals because a there was obviously it was it's it's kolu is primarily uh, focused on the women folk and uh, traditionally speaking women's uh, uh, capacity to socialize and interact with uh, others has been quite restricted given that how uh, women were uh, quite restrained in terms of their interactions so uh, the golu was one such occasion which used to bring in the element of fun 
when uh, exploring uh, cultural and traditional themes and used to enable women to socialize amongst each other so it was a very empowering experience and uh, i thought the whole idea was so uh, innovative and uh, amazing that it's it's a pity that not many people host it nowadays of course the it's quite a lot of effort right? it's quite a lot of effort yes but then it's a great way to imbibe uh, awareness about your own culture in your children otherwise you would end up becoming like sonakshi sinha who doesn't know who sanjeevni booty was brought uh, for and it's also like quite uh, you, you can just mold it the way you want to exactly so, so it is not a, a kind of a rigid dogmatic rigid, uh, dogmatic uh, thing it's it's something which you can use for your own uh, awareness and uh, there is a big social element to it as well because uh, what you need to understand is with time people are losing the touch of uh, uh, you know interpersonal relationships so that would be a very good way of uh, kind of going back to your not just to your roots but reaching out to friends and family and that is the festive season in general right that's our, all the religious symbolic part apart i think the entire point of the festive season is that this fun this, enjoyment is fun is fun and the social element awesome and w- what about diwali adi what are your plans for diwali now that you are oh, back in the us so i am actually traveling to my cousin's place and after a quite a long time we will actually have a diwali where a lot of us would be around the same area because as traditionally diwali has been like full of family get togethers and so on which over the past few years like half a decade has not been possible mm. i think i'm actually looking forward to that my parents have flown down from india mm. for diwali so they'll be around awesome i think that that's the best gift that they can give mm. to anyone yeah so how about you uh i've not i'm not as lucky as you uh i would say that diwali would be uh, fortunately it's on a weekend uh, so yeah, it's on a sunday plus time. for me uh because last year i remember it was on a working day and uh, we could not uh, managed to do much besides light a few lamps uh, you know we had this uh, token sweet offering to uh, our uh, uh, deity or bhagwan mein bhagwan ka jo mm-hmm. photo ghar pe rakha hai uske liye rakh kiya hum log ne so abhi to main element to hai hi nahi na yahan pe fataka to ho hi nahi sakta hai bahar unfortunately nahi hai and uh, uh, okay now what i'm about to say may be a bit uh, controversial but people say that fataka nahi jalana chahiye pollution and all that but i'm saying that tone it down but don't abandon the ritual altogether in the garb of modernity because it is a part of your culture and tradition and uh, it is at the end of the day our business and our job to make sure that we protect what's ours uh usme usme i have a middle path also like rather than going for the fataka jo ekdam just pure noise and absolutely no aesthetic value probably i think we can switch more towards the more ornamental the good looking exactly product. i mean exactly my point adi that don't abandon the tradition altogether i mean it's like saying ek din tum uh, diet karo and uh, weight loss Baki. ho jayega uh-huh. it's something uh-huh. like that ek din mein tumhara pollution ka problem uh, kam nahi hone wala hai so i'm not saying go and uh, burn more crackers and burn more of your money all that i'm saying is that let's not equate uh, uh, our own traditions with something evil and something unnecessary all the time we have done that but what with, you can what we, we can probably with holy we holy. are doing it with uh, uh, diwali now uh, it, it people tried doing it with uh, jali kattu so why is it that all these festivities are getting targeted constantly i think uh, there is a lot more uh, than meets the end people need to look at it from more than one viewpoint so let's be but, a bit more uh, assertive when it comes to uh as i said abandoning your belief system 
entities Uh, are the uh, animals the poor uh, hmm. pets that we yeah, have exactly uh, my heart yeah. goes out to them so let's be sensitive to those I, poor I, I, animals I, I, who I, can who don't def- who cannot defend themselves but and the, the worst of thing, them is people who tie as uh, a ek rassi bomb to their tail and stuff like that please those are all fringe elements those are mm-hmm. i don't think uh-huh. those people uh, have the capacity to listen to our podcast but aisa log dikha to unke piche bhi bomb dal lo but mera point ye hai ki be sensitive but at the same time facilities ko wo sab apna tradition and protect it at the same time Hmm. But so what uh, is the, your memory the, the, then uh, of uh, if I could kind of go for a throwback? Uh, what is your memory of uh, Diwali traditionally, and what has changed for you? So Diwali, among all the festivals, I think Diwali is my favorite. Like always, there is if there is one festival I would look uh, look forward to, it was Diwali. Same here. School me school me October me, मतलब Diwali होता था तो we would have a couple of weeks का break. Right. Diwali में school का. So that was a nice uh, like midway in the semester. फिर एक अच्छा छुट्टी and then that was one time of the year where we used to shop for clothes. Hmm. Like as opposed to today. Where uh, shopping for clothes is not a seasonal affair anymore, right? Yeah, because everything so, is sale all the time. Yeah. So now what we essentially do is, जब भी sale दिखा तब खरीद लो. You just stockpile things based on when it is available. So that was their elaborate rituals. Ritual in the sense, the the entire cycle uh, would start like a couple of weeks before the actual festival itself. So घर के साथ जाके then we used to shop in bulk कैसा weekends में जाके then घर का सफाई पहले right दस दिन पहले मतलब it would start from there then कपड़ा लेके मतलब an entire collection for everybody plus if you have extended family फिर सबके लिए gifts का सोच के वो सब and then in my household ये मिठाई बनाने का एक अलग से ये रहता था तो घर पे some traditional जो घर का बनता था तो वो सब I and not, all these names would sound alien. There is something called as ribbon pakoda, hmm. which is uh, I which don't is know chakli. Re- which is nothing uh, related to either of the words. Neither ribbon words. nor pakoda. <laughs> nor pakoda. <laughs> the closest relation relative to that would be bhujia seu, jaisa kuch, basically. Uh, But a fatter version. Fatter version. Besan. Imagine if you have a flatworm <laughs> which you dipped in batter uh, <laughs> and you fried it. उसके साथ फिर बाकी सब मिठाई मतलब ये दो हफ्ते तक नाश कंदिल भी बहुत हम लोग हर साल अलग अलग लेके लगाता था तो वो सब मेमोरीज तो आई एम नेवर बीन लाइक ह्यूज फैन ऑफ लाइक बर्निंग टू मिन टू मच मनी ऑन फटाका बट फिर भी जितना बेसिक होता था उतना करता था But uh, everything else that surrounded Diwali was fun. Fun, exactly. वो light लगाना. I think uh, light लगाना was uh, the best use of my engineering का uh, degree. Degree. Uh, I would <laughs> extension say, सब लेके. Extension लेके. कैसे किया मैंने पता नहीं. Initially, there are some people who were too lazy to do it. तो इलेक्ट्रीशियन को बुलाते थे बट देर इज अटन एलिमेंट ऑफ फन इन डूइंग इट योर सेल्फ डूइंग इट लाइक उसको एंड डूइंग इट सो दैट इट इज एस्थेटिकली तो वो बालकनी में लाइट लगाना उसका एक मजा रहता था कंदिल लगाने का एक अलग मजा लाइटिंग द लैम्प्स देन फिर बाद में शॉपिंग एज यू सेट दैट वॉज अनदर एक्सपीरियंस इन इट सेल्फ आई थिंक ये सब एक्सपीरियंस है ना मैं रिक्रिएट कर सकता हूँ रे घर पे The mm-hmm. only experience which I will miss very very dearly is the sweets which uh, come alongside. Garka. I'm getting quite uh-huh. emotional, obviously, as I recollect it. But uh, that is one thing that I would, 
i there is no price that i can pay and uh, not pay to recreate that experience or even go back to it so if but you the, are, you know the sad part diwali ke time mein those sweets would feel like an overkill ki itna zyada hota tha mithai generally wo time mein ki pehla ek फर्स्ट एक दो दिन के बाद यू वुड फील लाइक ओवरवेल्म की बहुत ज्यादा मिठाई है बट तीन दिन खत्म होने के बाद व्हेन इट इज ऑल ओवर दैट इज व्हेन इट रियली हर्ट्स यू आर ये खत्म हो गया अगर चलेगा बट आई एज आई सेड इफ यू आर सेलिब्रेटिंग दिवाली विथ योर फैमिली बी वेरी वेरी ग्रेटफुल फॉर दैट एक्सपीरियंस गाइस be very very grateful i hope you have a fantastic diwali uh, and obviously we we may not be able to uh, record an episode uh, uh, during that uh, time uh, but i mean in advance our best wishes to you and your families and you guys are ex- you have no idea how lucky you are if you are able to celebrate this with your family it is said that in the western world it is said that celebrating Uh, the time it feels really bad when you do not have people around is Christmas, right? Yahan ka loon ki de. Ah. In the Western world, like people do not, people hate spending Christmas alone, right? So, अपने लिए दिवाली is exactly in India. It is, I think, very similar. अगर office में कुछ HR ने फालतू party organize किये, cancel करो उसको मत जाओ. बॉस को जो लगे लगने दो गाण मराने गए ये लोग ये लोग कुछ कहीं का किसी का नहीं रहने वाले स्पेंड दैट टाइम विथ योर फैमिली स्टे इंडोर स्पेंड दैट टाइम विथ योर फैमिली एंड यू नो एक एक और एक एक्स्ट्रा डब्बा मिठाई खाओ बिकॉज इफ वेन यू वेन यू से दिस मेरे को इट इवोक्स अ फ्यू मोर मेमोरीज मतलब मेरा एक बहुत ही सेट रिचुअल सेट ऑफ पैटर्न होता था एवरी ईयर ऑन द मॉर्निंग ऑफ दिवाली सो हम लोगों का कम्युनिटी में दिस दिस इज स्टूपिड मॉर्निंग दिस इज लाइक मॉर्निंग विच इज वेन लोग का घर में दूध भी नहीं आया रहता तभी हम लोग तो एंड एंड ऑल्सो बिकॉज हम लोग वी आर तमिल पीपल ग्रोन अप इन बॉम्बे तो दिवाली इज ऑल्सो टिपिकली अ डे बिफोर द रेस्ट ऑफ द सिटी सेलिब्रेट दिवाली तो ऐसा येड़ा जैसा हम लोग सुबह पांच बजे को दिवाली का एक दिन पहले फॉर दी अदर्स अच्छा कपड़ा अच्छा कपड़ा पहन के नीचे थोड़ा तीन चार पागल लोग फटाखा फोड़ रहे हैं एंड यू हैव दीज अंकल लोग जो सुबह दूध लेने के लिए निकला है वो देख रहे दे आर गिविंग यू दीज लुक्स ये पागल लोग है क्या टाइप तो इफ यू सी अड वेरिंग शेरवानी डे बिफोर एक्चुअल दिवाली और लक्ष्मी पूजा एज वी कॉल इट बर्स्टिंग वो साउथ होता रहेगा वो वो उसको ज्यादा जज मत करो उसके पास कोई चॉइस नहीं है तो उसके इट्स लाइक पब्लिक इंटरेस्ट में वी आर इश्यूइंग द स्टेटमेंट वो रहता था उसके बाद बाय सिक्स थर्टी वी आर यूजुअली क्या है कि महाराष्ट्र बॉम्बे में द रेस्ट ऑफ द फोक्स बर्स्ट क्रैकर That is how it is done, right? हम लोग सुबह साढ़े छह बजे करते थे साढ़े पांच बजे सब वो करके देन इन कपल ऑफ आवर्स वी आर डन फिर यहाँ वहां मंदिर जाके चार लोग फिर बाद में देर विल बी फ्लरी ऑफ फोन कॉल्स ऑब्वियसली दैट नंबर हैडिंग मच टू दिस बिकॉज i have an exact similar the exact same experience as you adi so i don't really have anything to add but i will just say one thing uh diwali ka cracker shopping mein mere ko ek alag level ka maza aata tha i don't know why i never have uh, spent money on the exotic variety of crackers uh but i think if i get the chance which is not this year obviously because i'm going to be in sweden for diwali fortunately we'll have some company though and we will be celebrating it with all the right festivities in place but uh, next year agar diwali mein jaane ka mauka mile to definitely i'm going to spend a lot more on the fancy fireworks so and and please keep an eye on whether their wrappers have changed 
yeah firecrackers because uh, it that's that's a very good way of creating awareness about uh, the movie scene or movie industry so we have seen uh, shri devi on the rappers then we have seen madhuri dikshit uh, or any plump generic south indian actress jaya prada sab bhi rehta jaya prada rehta tha I don't know मैंने कभी प्रियंका चोपड़ा को देखा नहीं माधुरी दीक्षित पांडे है सोनाक्षी है क्या है पता नहीं मेरे को बट राइट इन टू अस लेटेस्ट नो विच मूवी एक्ट्रेस का फोटो यू हैीन ऑन योर फायर कैकर एंड वी विल बी बैक विथ आर नेक्स्ट एंड फाइनल सेगमेंट सो दैट्स इट फ्रॉम आर साइड गाइज ऑन द दिवाली सेगमेंट वी विल बी बैक आफ्टर अ शॉर्ट ब्रेक वेलकम बैक गाइज टू द फाइनल सेगमेंट ऑफ दिस द सीजन ओपनर ऑफ द फोर्थ सीट पॉडकास्ट सो राहुल सो वाइल we were away on a break there is another big development when it comes to indian cricket we had the bcci elections the long overdue bcci elections with the cac has finally the uh, has finally now made way to an actual bcci so saurav ganguly is the president so your opening thoughts on this i think it's a fantastic i was really really excited i was sharing this with someone the other day that i think saurav ganguly a uh, i have a lot of regard for him because of the way he conducts himself off field and uh, uh, one of uh, the things that we do to release a lot of frustration in our life is at least from a podcast point of view is uh kas at tendulkar which i will and i will take this opportunity to do that i think the way uh, uh sachin tendulkar is a role model for cricketers uh in terms of how they should not behave in public life or outside of the cricket uh, field uh on field yes he is a very good uh, role model to emulate but off field i think whatever he does do the exact opposite and that will bring you a lot of respect and dignity so in that sense i was very happy that a someone as assertive someone with uh, their head on their shoulders someone who knows what uh, leadership means uh someone of that caliber and someone who has delivered on an international stage for the country that kind of a person has been brought in as a bcci chief so uh, the way i see it he's a no nonsense guy and he will definitely uh bring in some much needed changes because i have always believed that uh a the supreme court uh, interference in this matter has been disastrous for the administration of the uh, sport because until then uh, cricket was a fairly uh, decently administered administered yeah. uh, sport decently administered well run hmm. uh, I, we could probably no, well, well run well run in in the context of how other sports other are other sports in, are yeah. run exactly so i mean uh, a very interesting thing that i've heard is uh, when uh, the archery association was founded around 30 years ago a young man was given an opportunity to do that uh when indira gandhi was the prime minister uh, of the country at that time and the name of that person is vk malhotra guess who mm-hmm. is the archery association chief today vk malhotra exactly so that's how well run uh, other sports are uh, so in that context i think uh, cricket was very well administered mm-hmm. there are many other vk malhotras oh yes akrashunchi uh, was the kps gill kps gill and priyaranjan dasmunchi was the head of the football association when he was in coma coma he was exactly and he still reigned as the uh, chairman of the football association it, that's how sports is run in india but anyway uh, until supreme court stepped in the great honorary supreme court and i say this with a lot of humility and respect for that organization until supreme court stepped in cricket was a decently run sport after supreme court stepped in and loda commission made its recommendations uh, it has utterly destroyed the administration uh and uh, it's a much needed uh, uh change from the way things have, are being managed of course ganguly will have to be empowered a bit more than the bullshit 10 month cooling period uh, clause 
that has kicked which is in. one of which is one of the many impractical recommendations yeah, when you are bringing someone in at least give them the bloody time to settle in and work on those changes not have them uh, pack their bags 9 or 10 months after they step in so i think that's quite a lousy uh, uh, situation but ganguly overall fantastic pick uh will bring in some much needed changes finally we have someone at the helm who has spine uh the last time But, i would say we had a chief like that uh for all the wrong things he has done what the one thing that you have to give him credit for was that he was a capable administrator which was enshrinivasan and the one before mm-hmm. that who actually made bcca what it is is dagon dharmia Jagmohan Dalmia hands and, down was the best BCCI administrator uh, we have ever and had. And Ganguly is all, and Ganguly is one of the rare uh, cricketer administrators. Like yes, we haven't had like BCCI presidents who are actual cricketers. No, but I have so, a lot of faith in Ganguly. I have a lot of belief in uh, but, Ganguly and his uh, candidature. So I hope this will start a good run of uh, uh, you know uh, for BCCI as an administrative body. I, 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 to begin with, at least. fix the concentration of power that lies with virat kohli and and the our is, sorry uh, that list shastri kaka no 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 the list tended <laughs> shastri kaka is a pawn who is in the back pocket of virat kohli so uh, it's it it is virat kohli that list ends there unfortunately with that one because player. given given the superstar that kohli is mm. and i have i can't think of anyone else in the past be it dhoni be it uh, sachin who had such a unchecked reign of power right because even when tendulkar was the superstar we still had a very powerful head of bcci yes. in jagmohan dalmia or raj singh dungarpur or somebody of that stature same went with dhoni who had n srinivasan to check this guy has had an absolute free run with the selectors being pawns so i think that is ganguly has a lot on his plate actually to begin with but then so, uh, ati then oh, I, okay but what's what's your view and then once you present your view also let us know how do you think he will manage the politics of it because uh, you shared this uh, state cricket associations and I, there was this uh, tweet uh, that you made from the handle which a uh, lot of people reacted to just take us through that but first your opinion on uh, ganguly's uh, appointment and then subsequently your views on how do you think he will handle politics and what is it that he should do so i am i am as as you said like i am also really excited about the prospect of a man of ganguly's stature heading bcci because as i said like i was really appalled by how little accountability these people have right after the world cup exit there have been no questions asked of virat kohli or ravi shastri post the world cup we just went back to business played some pointless series in the west indies beat them in the caribbean then we are doing the same at home against south africa so all that gets put like all that gets washed away so quickly when it should not be because kohli and shastri duo have not have they do not have anything to show for so my expectation from ganguly is like at least these guys are supposed to be held accountable for their performances Uh, the kind of selection howlers that they make at least have a good selection committee in place a selection committee which does not comprise of people like msk prasad and vikram rathod to begin with G- g- given the kind of money bcci has they should be paying a lot more money to these selectors and have selectors who have played a lot of cricket and selectors who have spine who can stand up to the superstar that kohli is right because at the moment i don't think the selection committee gets paid a lot in comparison to the rest of the administration and in general how unprofessional the entire bcci organization has been over the past few but, years but, the kind but of tell, ma- tell us tell us more about that yeah yeah so when you see the way cricket is being handled in india apart from the ipl which is which is entirely the ipl organizing committee's work Uh, the rest of the cricketing calendar is very haphazard you have cricket matches being played in india in the month of august randomly in the month of september see months which you you would never see international cricket being played in the subcontinent and then you have matches in september being scheduled early september late august being scheduled in visakhapatnam 
and then you complain saying that you do not have crowds you have matches getting rained off and all this so at least get your basics right i think that's the least you can expect and 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 a lot of this from what i learn from reading about all this is because state associations uh, there is this rotation policy when it comes to hosting test cricket or international cricket in india where each state association demands its own set of matches every year mm-hmm. so which makes so which gives rise to this situation where you have matches being played in front of 50 people at pune which a stadium which is like 30 kilometers from the city so no not access, accessible to the average not cricket ac- fan average cricket fan on a weekday mm-hmm. as opposed to say a bangalore or a wankhede or a chepok which is in the center of the city and more accessible which is why test cricket traditionally used to get more crowds in these places right obviously not as big a crowd as an ipl game but still not 200 people you would still get a fair fairly healthy crowd right yeah. and they have moved from that model to hosting games in nagpur for example which a stadium is around 45 50 kilometers from the city so at least start putting thought so uh, one closing comment very quickly wind this up is when international cricket is played in england or australia the marquee games are always played in the bigger venues you wouldn't have india touring england or australia touring england and playing a game in durham a test match in durham randomly you will at least the schedule will have a couple of games in london or manchester okay. and so on the same goes with but, but then why do you think it is uh, adi that you know you have a, a, a serious game played in bullshit stadium in jamta for example why do you think that is one reason is because the nagpur cricket association will so a lot of these state associations get hosting money from the bcci right. for hosting these international games mm-hmm. so the bcci so the regional heads of these state associations always want to be in the good books of the locals there right. because in the future when they fight an election for say the post of a higher post in the bcci they should get votes from their region right, right? so a, a lot of this goes when when it comes to scheduling these are the things which actually uh, get precedence over the more logical things like what the weather would be like in that part of the year for example chennai gets games either when the northeast when the monsoon is retreating and tamil nadu typically gets rains that is when they host games so how how difficult is it to figure all this out right so all okay, you need just, just to summarize what you just trying to explain so uh, the uh, series gets a certain amount of funding by virtue of tv rights being sold bcci gets a certain amount of money so let's say they get 100 crores they it yeah. for hosting a, a, a three uh, match test series like for example the one in south africa with south africa so some uh, state association will demand that they need to host one of these matches they will host hmm. it in some non descript uh, town in some stadium which is uh, far away from practically everything in the middle of nowhere and barely anyone turns up for it but they get to uh, keep a part of the money or proceeds from the sale of tv rights and they also get a hosting fee correct yes. so they correct. are in it for the money they are not money. doing it for the sake of uh, the average promoting the viewer, sport the average cricket viewer the, the cricket viewer is i don't think is anywhere in the scheme of things when all of this is happening okay because we don't even have a fixed calendar right so indian cricket fans do not know when to expect an international okay. game it could be Which the, is quite it could be in the as an expectation i would like to think yeah because because if you look at the australian cricket calendar you know it is going to be played in the month of december in england you know it is going to be played in the month of july august september that is when test cricket happens which is where those seasons have this repeatable value so that predictability is what brings people to the stadium okay. in those places okay well, that is missing right because now. because the boxing day test every year is going to be played at melbourne on the 26th of december right and which is why it gets 90000 people every single year because it is part of the local culture hmm. we have not made any attempt to do something why not have a diwali test or a pongal test or whatever in those cities right. and make make it part of the local culture it's not that hard to market the ipl has nailed it people know what to expect and when to expect the ipl games in the months of april and may 
why not do it with the rest of the international calendar if you genuinely do care you can fix it and i think the bcci should begin with just professionalizing a lot of these okay things. so and what, i would say that that is one such expectation what are your other expectations of this new change that's being brought in with ganguly being the chief what are the other changes that you would like to see uh, in terms of an expectation as a cricket fan another one is that a serious look into this conflict of interest thing right because when it comes to getting marquee players on board these players will have offers from multiple different positions right they might get a position from an ipl club mm. they might get and at the same time you should be able to offer them a position with the national team so when it comes to getting really good people on board there will always be this demand from multiple different teams mm. so somehow or the other they like to look seriously into this conflict I think, of interest uh, i was uh, listening to shekhar gupta in cut the clutter and he made a point around this it, it's, it's interesting that you mm-hmm. brought it up so obviously there is going to be a conflict of interest not because uh, people are inherently corrupt but simply because the design is such that you have someone who starts playing cricket quite early in his life they have to retire by the time they are 30 35 tops that's the life span that they mm-hmm. have not everyone makes as mm-hmm. much money but even if they do uh, they are obviously making money because they are that good and because they are that good as a consequence people would want them to be on board so ipl franchises will want them to act uh, play with them or work with them as consultants as coaches managers whatever so just for a couple of months in the year right whatever it may be mm-hmm. even as uh, you can say uh, advisory members the mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. tenley is uh, doing it for mumbai indians or lakshman did it for hyderabad or ganguly for uh, mm-hmm. kolkata i'm sure that they mm-hmm. were their perspectives and their guidance would be valued so they are being sought after if bcci wants to retain them they have to be a bit more pragmatic about it uh definitely some leniency here would help but the other thing that can help is let them not be at critical positions and then be a part of the board member then obviously they have a direct influence on the decisions which uh, matter for indian cricket and that is but it has to be but it has to be a case by case basis decision right it cannot be a blanket rule it can't be a blanket rule definitely it can't be a blanket rule uh but yeah i mean make sure that there is not there has to be a more pragmatic solution to this i do not think that having some sort of a blanket rule at this point in time will serve indian cricket well because a blanket rule will only get you vikram rathore and msk prasad because they are not sought after at exactly. all by anybody exactly exactly so okay uh, that's one other expectation i think if i was to cite one expectation i would definitely uh try and see i don't know again if ganguly has any say in this but the way state cricket associations are being uh headed so one of the committee uh, lodha committee recommendations as you mentioned at the uh, earlier yeah. was that no person with a political affiliation must be allowed to head a a, a, yeah. a state association but uh, what has happened is that if you look at all the key state associations like gujarat saurashtra vidarbha uh, delhi all these mm. associations are being led by uh, someone closely related, related so for example for mm. gujarat cricket association the chief rabdi devi model yeah rabdi devi model i think that's you have hit the nail on its head uh, so for gujarat cricket association uh, the uh, cricket chief is jay shah son of former uh, uh, gujarat cricket association chief amit shah uh, amit shah mm-hmm. by virtue of lodha committee recommendation cannot uh, become the gujarat cricket association chief so what Good does he do he lets his son become the chief Uh, for himachal it is uh, it was mr anurag thakur who after becoming himachal cricket association chief went on to become bcci chief and was fired so, for incompetence just, uh, rahul just to add it is said that anurag thakur put himself in the team sheet of himachal ranji team once. yeah so did uh, <laughs> this guy tejashwi yadav 
Yadav, yeah. So, we have these kind of situations exactly. so going on. So, that kind of uh, nepotism has to end. I am not sure if Ganguly is the guy to do it because the way I see it, it is a, a quite a political uh, move to bring in Ganguly. Uh, but yes, I would definitely like to see the nepotism end and have more able administrators because it is the states which funnel the talent pool of this uh, country. Uh, and I think uh, more talent can be driven quite well, provided we are headed by a reasonable uh, state uh, cricket association chiefs. And in terms of uh, my vision for Ganguly, if I can uh, kind of end that on a parting note and we would definitely invite uh, viewers' comments on it, uh, is uh, this has been done with some motive here. Uh, basically, uh, Ganguly has been brought in because he will salvage uh, cricket's pride here. Uh, he will lead BCCI in a much better way. Uh, India will most likely win the next World Cup if my prediction gets it right. Uh, Ganguly will be held as a hero. He will be uh, brought in as uh, the face of BJP in West Bengal and eventually West Bengal, the bastion of uh, the left and Trinamul will fall and BJP will reign supreme with Ganguly as the next chief minister of West Bengal. This, I think, is the big picture, which is a bit uh, too, how should I say, uh, it sounds more like a conspiracy theory, but I think this is what's going to happen. I'm, I'm, it's, it's very risky for me to put this out there because uh, not many people will take me seriously after listening to this, but I would like to say, put this out there. Because I have a feeling this is how it will culminate, say, three years from now or two years from now. Before we end, when you said the big picture, you were about to say this. I thought you were going to say that the big picture would be that Shastri Kaka gets the boot. That is uh, inevitable. I think that will happen. Because Anguli, <laughs> if I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, he walked out of the interview or selection interview for Shastri um, because he was hmm. late for the Skype interview. That will be a fun room to be a part of. He's going to get it. He's going to get an earful. He's <laughs> going to get an earful. And Shastri yeah. won't be able to say yeah. jack shit to Ganguly in return. <laughs> but as I said, this is yeah. our big picture, guys. And uh, that's it for today, I guess. And uh, we would like to uh, hear from you both about how you feel about our new format of the episode what topics we, you think we should cover in the future uh, any thoughts on uh, what uh, the opinions that we shared today and uh, we hope you like our new format we definitely would like to hear from you uh, as i said the email id that you can write us to is uh, uh, for the fourth seat podcast at gmail.com and the twitter handle is at fourth seat uh, so please write in to us and welcome back to all of you listeners to the second season you will hear more from us very soon thank you very much and have a great day